Hello and welcome to Fastest Pod on the West. I'm your host Joel. Today I'm joined by Lachlan and Andre over Discord for a little bit of a lockdown recording session. Uh, we talk about Andre's penis, so we start it off, uh, and then we go into reviewing a couple westerns. So um, yeah, stick around. I was quite impressed. Um, if everyone's rolling. I was quite impressed with uh, your Alan Rickman impression, Andre. Thank you very much. I'm very bad at impressions. I've I've come to terms with that. Surely you've got like one or two that you can do. I mean, I've been working on uh, this character uh, called Nurse, who is never ever wrong about anything. I like the sound of this. Yeah, and it goes like this. Good. Oh, Doctor, I must confess, this Andre boy has the smallest penis I've ever seen. I think that that impression is actually really, really disrespectful um, to nurses. And Why? I, Do you think it's not accurate? disrespectful to nurses? Yeah. Dude, they are our frontline workers. They and are you our frontline workers. But it's perfectly respectful. You're I trying win. to insinuate I actually that they're do. out here worried about the size of my dick and balls. Well, they no, it's, when, got... you were, it's when you were born. The nurse was like, this boy, his penis, it's, it's impossible. I've never seen a penis this small. You do realize, Andre, okay. that, that this is not like Joel didn't write a script. This is no. This is verbatim. I was at two years I, old. I was I was the doctor that birthed you. Then you'll know what happened right afterwards when the nurse turned to Doctor Joel and said, "And that is the second smallest I've ever seen, <laughs> but it doesn't have the benefit of coming from a baby." As <laughs> Joel my... just has a baby penis. So That's why, exactly am I, what <laughs> why am I delivering babies of my penis up? <laughs> No, I think the... Yeah, I thought it was pretty weird too, Joel. I think the impression is that you and the nurse have, like, a history, and she's like, I'm okay, I'm okay with your micro-baby penis. Well, actually, that's pretty terrible that you assumed it was a woman. It was actually a man-nurse. Oh, no. Anyways, let's go back to Harry Potter for a second here, because that's actually a movie. But what an abuse of the teacher-student relationship than showing them a vision of you, like, desperately trying to fuck their mom. See, what's even worse is that in Snape's mind, that was his excuse for treating Harry like shit for like <laughs> yeah. seven yeah. straight years. I bullied like, you oh, because no. I was horny for your mother, Potter. Don't worry, Potter. The only reason I was treating you like shit is because I really wanted to pork your mom. It's sort of, it's interesting, right? Snape has a Freudian-like disposition, but towards Harry's parents. He sort of took <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the Freud yeah. complex on for Harry so he wouldn't have to. Yeah, I, dude, the whole the whole Freudian thing is so funny to me because just one guy was like, I suppose I should write this book on how everyone wants to fuck their mom. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yes, you know how everyone wants to fuck their mother and hates their dad? And everyone's like, no, I don't know know what you're talking about at all. And then now his last name is just permanently attached to the idea of wanting to fuck your mom. Well, but I mean, the idea really took off, right? He took a very diplomatic approach to it, though. He's like, here's the story about this historical figure who wanted to fuck their mom and kill their dad. (laughs) And that has no relation to me. And we are talking about axiomatic truths of motherfucking. (laughs) I have a friend who wants to fuck his mom. Well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's like the director of All About the Johnsons. It's like, that had to have come from your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, what's it called? Oh, Something about the Johnsons. Something about it? the Johnsons. Yeah. Have you seen that, Andrew? No, what's that? The uh, most upsetting film of all time. It's essentially a short film about a guy that is just his dad. It's and from you the guy who yourself, did Hereditary? Is that it? That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> And and Midsummer. Yeah. It was his first short film. Oh, so it's you the mean, guy that did those? Yeah, so you may think to yourself, you know, Joel and Lachlan found this weird short <laughs> film with like 50 views about some guy 
his dad. But it's like that made him like a Hollywood director. Holy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Someone saw I mean, that I and went. It's pretty good then, based on. Oh his other my one. god, it's like a snuff film, dude. It yeah, is it's so horrible. hard to I actually, watch. I've never finished it. Um, if you have seen it and you're listening at home, I got up to the bathtub scene and then I bailed out. That's all I've seen. For those listening at home, I got up to the scene in front of the car and I, I just couldn't go further. Which is yeah. pretty much the scene directly after. It's honestly that like middle late point. It just no, it's no good. It's pretty horrific. Sounds horribly upsetting. It's, oh, yeah. no, it is. it's like do you remember the pain olympics in in intermediate <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah. like that yeah god damn dude <laughs> the shit that we saw as a little kid man like i remember being into pookie intermediate and some guy was like hey do you like desserts and i was like well i suppose everyone likes desserts and he was like why don't you go ahead and google blue waffle for me and i was like oh <laughs> okay sure just the height of comedy at the time yeah, if I can flex on y'all, I've gone my entire life having not seen Two Girls, One Cup once. Um, yeah. I managed to swerve that shit. Yeah, neither have I. I think and I've, I've told a story it. on a different podcast, but um, I actually made a reaction video to it with my friend, even though I had didn't watch it. We just pretended to watch it because we didn't want to, but we still wanted to be like YouTube famous or whatever. So we just did a fake reaction video to Two Girls, One Cup and like called it We React to Two Girls, One Cup. And then my mum found it <laughs> and like grounded me for like watching this pornography because she Googled it. Um, oh no. And I had to explain <laughs> to her that like I hadn't actually watched Two Girls, One Cup. I had just like pretended to do so in some sort of like internet fraud and like desperate claim to fame. No one would ever believe you. Uh, I think she believes me now as like an adult. Um, because I did it on Grifter. I talked about it and then she like messaged me about it, which is pretty horrifying. But um, so, my, <laughs> so my mom seen Two Girls, One Cup. How much do you think your mother saw Two Girls, One Cup before <laughs> she was like, much. it's a month's worth of grounding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> God, I'm not feeling too good. A little lock, little, I'm a, a bit of a lockdown Larry. Mm, you know? Same here. I'm, I'm going yeah, through when I, waves When of I it. think Joel... Like the first couple things I think are like second smallest penis I've ever seen. Yeah. The second thing would be lockdown Larry. Yeah, I'm a bit of you a just sort of give off Larry. that vibe. Um, what have I been? I've pretty much just been watching The Sopranos. That's it. I just watched uh, Killing Them Softly, the Brad Pitt movie, uh, where he oh, plays yeah. a hitman, and fucking Tony Soprano uh, plays one of the starring roles. It's the only thing I've ever seen him in because I've never actually seen The Sopranos. Oh, oh Big James. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, what's his oh, name? James Gandolfini or something? Yeah, yeah, it's hard though because like I'm in season one right now and um, they're just like, you know, old school Italians. And so they're like horribly unwoke. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think Ellie wants to watch it with me anymore. Because <laughs> just they're be- just like massive pieces of shit. Yeah, they're like, what, that kid, he's, he's a fucking f- there you know yeah it's like uh yeah i can't really get away with that anymore especially on a podcast yeah what have you been watching me i i've i gave a go at at a little segment i want to start which i can't start because i didn't actually finish the segment because get this okay (laughs) one week's time is a lot is not like a lot of time to watch three movies you might think lachlan you're in lockdown you've got all the time in the world yeah sure but when um uh, I went for one uh, genre of movie for for my little yeah. three movie setup, which I'm hesitantly naming the good, the fad, and the parody. Where every week I'm or every two weeks I'm going to try watch a good film, like a really good classic, a um mm-hmm. like popular film that had been or like was popular, like on Netflix or some shit, and then a parody film, uh, all mm-hmm. within the sort of the same genre, and then 
review them against each other. Since we're the fastest pod in the West, I was going for a bit of a bit of a Western vibe. Oh, but here's the nice. thing about Westerns. Each one takes three days to watch. Cause, yeah, um, very long. It's something of a movie marathon uh, to try and yeah. finish one Western. So although one of them wasn't really a full-length Western, uh, I sort of got through one. I got most of the way through through my fad, but I did not get to my good film. Second yeah. film, the fad, was uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the anthology mm. from... One uh, of yo, the Coen brothers? I can't remember which one. No, both of them. The only segment that I really remember is the guy that has no arms and legs and Liam Neeson's like fucking wheeling him around the Old West. Well, it's interesting you, rem- you remember that segment because for me that was the most painful, boring experience of the film. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, just, it's just that guy telling a story for fucking ages, right? Yeah, the, the, it is. Ah, uh, he's like he has no arms and legs, and he's an orator, and he's he's basically reading Shakespeare. But yeah, the plot of the you know the part. And then Liam Neeson fucking biffs him off the bridge or <clears> something yeah. like that, right? The <laughs> plot is ah, uh, he cares for this kid, but actually he doesn't care about him. He finds a chicken. And then he throws this kid off a bridge. That's right. Because the chicken is, does can fucking juggle or some shit, dumb shit like that, right? I'm going to come back to Buster Scruggs, but I want to talk That's about showbiz, my showbiz, baby. My parody. Um, yeah. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, God. <laughs> which is a, um upsettingly bad film, in fact. Yeah. yeah, not the goods. Both westerns of which, and Joel, you might fact check me on this because I don't know a lot about the old west and you're, you're quite a sure. big fan. I didn't think there were many Scottish people in the old west. I might be wrong about that. I mean, there were Scottish people for sure. But Wait like... a second, isn't Neeson Irish? Uh, he's uh, Irish, yeah. He's sure. Irish. Yeah, he's an Irish man. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure I'm going to start my bit again. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you, don't get, you don't get to start your no. bit again. No, I think you've, was... you've, you've made your bed. I've made my bed and now I have to sleep in it. That's pretty good. Thank you. That's I've, not been, bad at I've all. seen so much of them lately in the form Andre, of how, how two different you? westerns. Listen here, boy from the Maze Runner. Would you <laughs> mind if I hooked up with another woman to be your new mum? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, that was I the don't mum. That is a hot love actually reference ah. uh, using the wrong accent. <laughs> Oh, nice. Mum. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I'm here to fuck your mum, boy. So an infamously Irish actor appearing in two Westerns. There were heaps of, there were heaps of Irish people. Okay. Heaps of Irish people in the Old West. All right. Um, let's go back to Ballad of Buster Scroggs. The thing that people like forget about Westerns is that they'll have like a scene where they'll do some like crazy shootout and it'll be like high octane, crazy action. And then they'll just spend like half an hour of Clint Eastwood like crawling through the sand because he like got shot in the leg and he just crawls his way home. Like they they, they had absolutely no respect for the audience's like mm. attention span at all. Like It's that holding out the like best part, you know, like you get this crazy yeah, yeah. shit right at the start of Buster Scruggs and then you jump into, ah, uh, oh, the one with James Franco and it's, he goes to rob a bank and the, the the man who owns the bank is this crazy fast talking Irishman. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when he tries to rob it, he, he has these shotguns set up underneath the bar to take out his, uh, his chins. It's like very well set up, very well written. And then the guy ends up wearing a bunch of pots and pans to block all of James Franco's bullets and <laughs> That's right, whacks yeah, him yeah. in the head. They go to hang him. A bunch of Indians come along and or Native Americans. What? Oh, episode one. I was directly quoting the You've film. come out racist against the Irish and the Scottish. Oh my God. Now calling Native <clears throat> Americans Indians because they called them that in the film. Um, I hate to know what's going to happen next week when you review 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> Not looking forward to that one, mate. No. Nah. 
Um, point being, the, the the points of Buster Scruggs that are high action, um, yeah. that then flow into these single anthologies where it's say a prospector wandering around, like <laughs> yeah, making For his way and then ages. digging yeah. holes and then fucking like yeah. I honestly, one of them is just twenty to thirty minutes of prospector finds a beautiful like spot of nature, settles yeah. in, shows the whole process of trying to find gold, climbs a tree, steals some eggs, and he finally finds the gold, and it is the most satisfying payoff then he gets shot he like fights the guy who shot him nurses himself back to health gets the gold and then leaves and it's it's so oh my god the emotional release it feels like watching his survival world you know what i mean Oh my god, yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy playing Minecraft. Yeah. It's awesome. This guy's on fucking hardcore mode on Switch, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got the gold. It was, oh my god, beautiful. And then you contrast that with the boring shit that was Liam Neeson and Harry Mellon just yeah. doing the same thing and then it ends. Like, it just, oh my god. So, yeah. a lot of disparity between uh, what you, Buster so Scruggs. Buster Scruggs, what are you giving it out of? Uh, <sighs> 10 or 5, you can pick your ratings. Yeah, I'm a 10 sort of guy. Um, the writing's, like, consistently really good. The performances are consistently really good. So, you know, strong 7, probably more towards an 8. Like, oh, really? Very, very happy with it, yeah. No, just and, the writing uh, and performance is enough to carry it, you know? Well, to contrast that, what would you give, uh, what is it, 100 Ways to a Die? A Million Ways West? to Die in the West? A million Ways to Die Oh, my God. A solid... Um, Oh, I gotta hang on. Isn't one of the main <laughs> things notes. of that movie that this guy's wife is a prostitute, but she won't have sex with him? Yeah, yeah. And then just... it's just like a bunch of scenes of her with like cum on her face, being like <clears throat> they're waiting till marriage, and like that's the entire joke. Yeah, that is that is one of the through lines of the film, uh, among many others. Because holy shit, there's a quote from Neil Patrick Harris talking to his girlfriend where she says, "Are my eyes that big?" And he says. No, my dear, they're practically Chinese. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Well, keeping that in mind, well, what do you give it out of 10? It was very painful. So I'm guessing it has to be below five, right? Oh, oh my God, dude. Uh, three. I'm giving I'm giving three. a million ways to die in the West three because... Nah, two. Two. I'm just... Two. I'm oh trying my, my very hardest to think of like redeeming qualities of the film and there's just nothing there. Um, I'm going to load up a little clip for you guys yeah, here. Right. Can you see this? I can see Howard from uh, The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you okay? No. What's wrong? My mom died. I didn't know fucking Big Bang Theory did shit like this. Paul Wallowitz, man. Because it really highlights how shitty they are at acting <laughs> when they try to do like a dramatic scene. Yeah, because you can't have a laugh track during this. Ma took a nap. She never woke up. You've got to have the, the sad moments to break up the bazingas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't be all day bazinga. Nah. It's so weird. There's a party in my pants and it's an all day bazinga. <laughs> hey, have some respect. Howard's mother just died. <laughs> no, she didn't. She died like four years ago. Someone's not keeping up. Uh, and then I saw it. That led me down a rabbit hole and I watched this clip where like, um, who's the one that's dating Penny? Uh, Leonard. Leonard. Oh, yeah, Leonard. It's <clears throat> fucking Leonard, like, having a con. He, like, sits his mum down and talks about how she, like, emotionally wasn't there for him as a child. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Your TikTok <laughs> is the strangest shit of all time, Joel. It is so weird, It's dude. so full on. Sorry, is... Dude, you know what? <clears throat> <laughs> fuck, I hate Discord, dude. Who 
<laughs> fuck lockdown, dude. Jacinda's got me fucking tied down here. I'm trying to do a little comedy podcast. Oh, I can't fucking no. see my friends or hear them with like a second delay. Oh, COVID God, has hit it, the dude. podcast industry the hardest. <laughs> yeah, dude. My fucking grifter of the week is absolutely tanked. It's like we went from number one in the charts to number 68 because we just cannot record fucking episodes. Ah, we'll get back up there, mate. You'll get back up there. Dude, you know what movie I actually watched the other day? Is I finally went and watched Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Oy, oy, oy. I don't know if I want to dox us, Lachlan. Well, I was going to say, Lachlan, as someone who's worked on it, what yeah, me and Lachlan, me and Lachlan <clears throat> worked on something for it slash related to it, right? We just got all these like t-shirts and shit. And so I just had an Alita Battle Angel t-shirt that I wore for ages because it was really comfy. Um, and then I watched the movie and it was absolutely fucking dog shit. Oh, really? So I've just been like representing this like terrible movie for like years yeah but as anyone who's like been involved in the film industry knows it's it's not about like the quality of the film it's more the no it's about how much you get paid to work yeah on exactly <laughs> the like level yeah. of film you're working at so you can show off to your friends like yeah i work on the big stuff i don't know how much you remember about that and like we did sign an nda so what I will say is I'm going to stop talking about working on Alita Battle Angels something and I'm going to start instead to tell you about a dream I once had if that's okay with you <laughs> very good oh please do so one time I had a dream where I was working on a press junket for a movie <laughs> where the main actress was CGI in the movie right therefore I didn't know what she looked like Right. Crucial detail. Another crucial detail is that in my dream, my dream was set a while ago. Mm. In my dream, Disney hadn't confirmed. They were in the process of buying Fox, right? And so in my dream, there were a lot of people that worked at Fox that knew they were about to lose their job. Okay. And so they were very casual about the whole thing. And they were like making jokes and like unprofessional wasn't really the right word, but it was less stuck up than they would because they were like, fuck it. I'm in a different country than I like even work in. This guy's, I think I was 19 at the time. I'm going to let loose, right? And so these people were being a bit more casual and less professional, which is an important piece of context because in the stream, I was working at a at a place that had heaps of fruit just out on platters and shit was like that. Was this the dream I was sure. in or was this the dream the, a couple of days before? Um, so this was the dream that I had before the dream that we both shared. Yeah, when, right. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, it yeah. came back. I was by myself in this That's dream. That's right. Yeah. Um, but then later on, you came on and joined me on a separate but incredibly similar dream. A very similar dream, later. yeah. You guys have some crazy <clears throat> dreams. We have some crazy dreams. But essentially, I'd eaten all this fruit and I almost shat my pants on this film set, right? Yep, happens. And then I went to the, the fruit platter and there was this executive, this chick, quite young, maybe 30s or late 20s. And she was eating all this fruit. And um, I thought I recognized her as someone I had talked to prior and so I was, I was telling her about how I, like, almost shit my pants and all of this stuff. Um, and then, like, over the walkie-talkies, I just hear, like, anyone have eyes on... I mean... Uh, 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 anyone have eyes on this unnamed dream actress? And I was like, no, I haven't, haven't seen it. Over, you know? Hmm. <laughs> um, and then someone goes, hey actress and then the person i was talking to about shitting my pants turned around and i realized i just spent like eight minutes <laughs> telling this like a-list actor about how i like shat my pants because i ate too much fucking kiwi fruit <laughs> um and i wonder i wonder if she remembers me and she not that she could she will never it was my dream she will theoretically never eat too much fruit and shit her pants again i hope, I hope you've given I hope her I'll, a warning 
theoretically. I hope that dream actress of Farsad. We'll see if I keep that in. I mean, uh, the thing about NDAs, though, is like, at a point, the thing has come out and it's been out for such a long time now. What is the NDA? You know what I... Well, the NDA is that we can't talk about how perhaps... Listen, I'm not going to go into details. I would just say that all famous people across the board probably suck. That's a very safe assumption. Yeah. And NDAs are there to protect you telling stories about how shitty they are to work with. Not saying that applies to my dream. No. Well, it was a dream. It doesn't apply to my dream. How could it? It was a dream. Yeah. How could it? Um, But then, sorry, really long fucking tangent. I was watching the movie and then I got to the end of the movie and um, I was like, oh no, I have seen this before. And I forgot that I actually went and watched it in theaters. That's how fucking terrible and forgettable the movie is. Can't say it. Moving moving, (laughs) on. Um, Dude. Here's, here's a bit of fucking industry news for you. Great. They are making an animated Die of the Wimpy Kid movie on <gasps> Disney+. Plus. Well, we've I already got the live action one. We don't need anything else. We actually have a live action one, and then they rebooted the live action one, and now we're getting an animated one. Here's a fun uh, question. I prefer for... to see an animated one than another live action so one. So would I, because, dude, unironically, I fucking love Die of the Wimpy Kid. I'm a Die of the Wimpy Kid OG. I used to read it when it was like a webcomic. You and would. then for Scholastic, right? Hmm. You know, the Scholastic Book Fair? Oh, not the Book Fair. The thing where you get like magazine. a magazine and you yeah, circle yeah. which book you want, right? Yeah. I, 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 My allowance was I got one book from the magazine, right? Of course. And so I got the Die of a Wimpy Kid, like, do-it-yourself. Ah, oh, classic. Which is, it was a terrible decision for two reasons. Reason number one, like, it isn't, you have to write it. Like, there's no fucking, it's just a diary. So, like, I, like, missed out on a book that fucking year. The other thing is that the optics of having a, like, Die of a Wimpy kid where you are the wimpy kid in fucking primary school is just devastatingly like good ammo for bullies to just absolutely fucking decimate you. i really oh. was like wait wait you bought a driver wimpy kid book where you like are the wimpy kid and i was like well i suppose when you put it like that um and then i got fucking i got i, I got destroyed however well, fair enough want- joel yeah i would have beat the shit out of me mm. too but I mean, I didn't get beaten up because I was too big and strong, but they did make fun of me verbally. Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah, I got nothing, my dude. All right, thanks for listening to our first little test recording there. Uh, You can follow me on all platforms at ProbablyNotJoel. You can follow Andre at MediumBoyAndre. And um, you can follow Lachlan as he wanders around Wellington in a maroon beanie.